Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. We are back for another show where we're going to preview and review games because they are coming thick and fast now in League One. I'm Stephen Goldsmith. I'm joined by Gareth Barker. I nearly said, as always, by Gareth Barker. And then I sound, I feel like a bit Rory if I do that now because he's kind of he kind of goes in with that, doesn't he? Obviously, not introducing you, but not to go his on, partner yeah. in crime. I'm not to bring it up. But, well, I don't mind bringing it. Up. I will bring it up any opportunity. Um, <laughs> That's how um, Garth is introduced in um, Wayne's World when they get their own show when they've got the announcer and he get he takes issue with uh, with with you with him as always is Garth and he gets like all upset about it so I could do that later if you want to get annoyed about what joined, about as, joined as always by Gareth it's the same oh, right, as joined okay. as always by Garth as well. Mm. Like his what, what's the what's the take issue with? Do you mean like because you're you're as prominent as me? You mean? Yeah, well, I'm better than you, obviously. <laughs> well, you can always come in and do the intros if yeah, you want. I can't you know, be and then, it's yeah. me. You love getting your Wayne's World references in as well. I know. It's, it's, just, just I'm watching case, it. Just, might just have to in case you haven't again. seen it. I know. And uh, last time we had a conversation, you, you sort of made me think I wanted to watch it again. I didn't do anything of the sort. Uh, so you're on the beer again. So you you midweek. Break from drinking's going okay. One, one can for a Monday. <laughs> okay. While I'm doing the pod, that that's the rule. Fair enough. All right. What are you drinking? Christopher Weatherspoon's joined us as well. What's that you've Hello. got there? Uh... I've got a cup of tea. Not because I'm doing dry January, just because. Well, to be honest, I don't really know. But, um, don't, yeah. but I might... you don't have to explain yourself, Chris. You want to have a, you have a well, cup of tea? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think the last time I was on was New Year's Eve, and we certainly weren't drinking cups of tea then. So. Um, I might, might actually speak a bit less rubbish this time, hopefully. Well, don't make promises you can't keep. I mean, it's right. tea, Chris. Um, it's not, it's not like miracle juice. <laughs> I, well, to be honest, I don't even know if the last time I was on was New Year's Eve, so I might have already started off by talking bollocks. Yeah, I, can't, I was just wondering there if we did a New Year's Eve show, but I can't remember. I would definitely did do one on New Year's Eve. I just can't remember. Christmas if blends in a one at the best of times, never mind pandemic lockdown Christmases, uh, where you can't do anything or see anybody. Uh, right then, Sunderland won at the weekend. That was all right, wasn't it? Well, the result <laughs> definitely um, cause for concern over the performance. I tell you, if if games of football were only half an hour long, it, it would have been great. Well, thought, yeah, I mean, I thought we yeah, were pretty you, good. People have asked for a quick start, I guess, and 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 I, you know, I was alarmed straight away as to when. Half an hour in, and I thought, you know, I made a joke and said, these have figured out that they were not very good when they started to get back <laughs> into the game. But I think it was probably just a fatigue, and I thought that I thought we'd go out refreshed second half. 
And it's quite worrying to me that, you know, yes, it's improved. Go out, get your nose in front. And, and they couldn't live with us initially. Their midfielders were running, you know, chasing the tails in the middle of the park because we were moving the ball that quickly. Um, and then we ran out of steam and it, we just never recovered from half an hour in. And we obviously, we didn't get battered yeah. and we held on. But um, cause for concern, I think. I think I think it was one of them where, like, kind of this the situation at the minute, like, really magnified it, like... If we were at the if we were in the ground on Saturday, like okay, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying like the performance would be any different, but you'd kind of see it as like kind of grinding it out, and you'd you'd probably just go to the pub and not really, not not talk about it again, just put it out of your mind because like, we've had games like that before. Like I, I think the first season down here, I think there would be Wimbledon one nil and McGeady scored or something. That that springs to mind as one where it was not a lot in it kind of thing, and we're grounded out and. It's kind of similar to that, but I think when you're watching and you're not like there and you can't like kind of vent your frustration and whatever and that, like that second half, like you, you were, even though like you see we weren't battered or anything, like there was just like there was a real concern that they were, they were going to get someone and like and it was only heading one way sort of thing and obviously like we held on and and stuff, but it was um, I I do agree I think. The first half hour was great, and I, and I think it was more of what we want to see. But then after that, it's it's, it's a theme we've seen since we've come down. We, we, we really struggled to put a performance together over two halves. I think yeah. I think with with football coming more, it, it is more than ever entertainment, isn't it? Now, I mean, yeah, it's because that is all there is left. All that is left is the game, and I think. <laughs> I was really enjoying it for the first 35 minutes and then I really did not enjoy the last 60 minutes even though we won the game. So it's just... And like I did have that and all the lads... And I'm sorry if people are sick you know, sick of hearing this comment but and the lads have come out on the Thursday. It was just like, again, like an, em- like an emptiness after the game. Like... Just it- like 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 my wife never even asked us like I mean she's got no interest in football whatsoever but like from my mood if I've been to the game she'll be able to uh, tell what's happened whereas like after the Lincoln game we won four nil even though we did play well so I'm sort of kind of being a bit of a hypocrite here um, but she wouldn't she wouldn't know the difference if we'd lost four nil do you know what I mean so. Do you think it's, do, do the whole the whole things? Do you think it's different as well watching every game on the telly? Because obviously yes. we're all we're we're all match goers, aren't we? Yeah. And yeah. you know we 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 all have season tickets. We go to the away games um, when we can, and we've all met up there and stuff like that. And the whole experience is different if you go and watch your team win one 0 and you don't play great. You're like, ah, oh, well, you know, it doesn't matter. We got through it, and it was important. We got back to winning ways, yeah. and we did that. So I'm not trying to be overly negative or critical um, of them. But when you're watching on the telly, it is, it's a spectacle, as Gareth says, and it's different. It's it's a very different feeling having to watch it game after game on the telly. You know, you don't probably appreciate, um, you know, being all there uh, as one fan base and just, yeah. you know, let let's just get the players through this game. Yeah. You know, all that seems to be eliminated, doesn't it? That's a, I think that's exactly like what I was trying to get out. Really, like kind of when you're there, you can. I think to be honest, I think watching on the TV and like this. We'll get accused of like Sunderland snobbery again and that, but like the the kind of the reduction in quality between like what we're seeing now and what we've been used to for most of the last decade is like really, and I think it's a poor league anyway this season. 
but like just the different like when you watch that and then you flick over and like say you watch like Man U Liverpool last night and that and obviously like that's to be expected that there's a difference but I think when you're not there and like what you said there Stephen when you have to watch the entire season on the telly and there's no there's no real like atmosphere like it's just it's just you and whoever happens to be in your house sort of thing and it's 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 just a completely different experience of like of going to the match or of watching the match and I think I think as well like Gareth mentioned the Lincoln game there I think the Lincoln game obviously we won four 0 that but the way we played that game it was it was a fairly entertaining game like we could have been two down inside the first fifteen minutes and then we're scoring goals on the counter attack with a bit of pace and stuff and I think that was that was like a really encouraging thing. Because that was only what Johnson's like second league game, and I don't really feel like we've seen a lot of that since. And there's there's varying factors for that, but it just feels like a slog. Like it's felt like a slog for a long time, but it it still feels like one, even with a manager who's come in and who professes to want to like attack and get after teams. And look, I think we did in the first half hour and that, but I think it's like I mean we've got we'll probably talk about what we've got like a week left of this transfer window and that. If we don't get some pace in or some, it the rest of the season is just going to feel like a slog at that. It, it's very difficult to see how we're going to suddenly transform into this really like vibrant. It needs fresh. Team. It needs fresh blood. There's, there's, it can't be done with the squad, can it? That's the. Nah. It's clear. I mean, the, nobody the, can argue with that point, can the they? Players have brought in who are newer, who are playing more often. Feel they kind of like people were brought in in case someone got injured. You know, the, yeah. they don't, they're not like people we've brought in where we've gone, right, we're going to bring this player in because he's going to improve us. I mean, if you look at the, the team at the weekend, the vast majority of them are players who've been around, you know, 60, 70% of the time that we've been down here. You know, if you look at that squad, really, um, and the fact that they're still, they're still playing kind of, goes to show we we've never managed to we've downgraded all the way through when we've been in this league we've never upgraded um mm. i know we tried to with greg um because on paper that was an absolutely an upgrade um but obviously it hasn't worked out like that um and i would say well actually i'm probably contradicting myself there as well because it was to replace Madger really wasn't it so it was kind of a like for like um, I know what you mean, but it was a statement sign yeah, at the time, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Well, Some something that the, the threw cash at. Um, but I, I think it went well. I think it's a fair point, and I think like one of the things, um, like I know we've we've talked about him before already, but like obviously the new lad uh, Winchester, like I found like the fact he was on back on the bench on Saturday like concerning, just because it kind of it almost confirms that. Um, that he's been brought in as a squad player rather than as a player who's going to go straight into the team, and, and that's fine long term. If if they bring in if they bring in first teamers, like it's a long yeah, term yeah. thing because I guess you know he they might have not had control. They might have said, well, we had control. We knew more were coming, and we could have bring him brought him in sooner. But as you say, if we don't add significantly to what we've got now, that's going to look like a bizarre signing okay. when we yeah, when we're limited in who we can bring in. And that's not even a slight on him because I actually thought when he came. I'll go for a Christmas. I was just going to say, I, th- I thought when he came on, I actually thought he looked quite sharp, and I thought, yeah, 
he moved the ball forward. He looks, quite, he looks steady enough. He looks he steady enough. But it's it's not a, it's definitely not a slide on him, and it's not a it's not even like necessarily a slight on signing at some stage. It just feels like at this moment in time, that isn't. If the goal is to get promoted this year, which it should be, which I'm sure it is, that wasn't our most. Given we've got a limited limited amount of players we can bring in, a limited amount we can spend them. It just didn't feel like that was like the pressing, pressing area, and the fact, the fact that he's on the, the fact that he's on the bench on Saturday. Like, look, I know we've got three games in a week, and that, and chances are he might play tomorrow night against Ipswich. But he just... could, I guess, playing devil's advocate, he could argue, you know, Dobson's gone out on loan now, and he obviously didn't seem, he didn't deem Dobson good enough to yeah. feature at all. So I guess he could say, well, yes, you know, he isn't going to come in and and be the first name on the team sheet, but he's he's on upgrade on. On what we have with Dobson, which he is, to be fair, I think yeah, uh, you know think uh, early signs suggest he is. Yeah. And if he wants to like rotate and move people around, I'm just trying to think of what you know where his thinking might what can, his thinking might be. I can see the justification for signing him. I just can't see the. I just don't think it was our most pressing concern. And I no. think uh, look, we never know. Right, we might get a few in over this week, and it might it might completely change the dynamic of the team. But I just I feel like Saturday just showed again. That there is a lot that's needed, and I don't know. It might be new over the weekend. I mentioned it, Gareth. Like, I think the one that really has been brought in to kind of inject something different is Diamond. Um, obviously, he's not a new signing, but he's kind of new to the first team setup, and that's great. But but it feels like we need more. I mean, he's I, I thought he did all right on Saturday. I know he gives the ball away a fair bit, but I think that's what you get with wingers a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, it's what you get with kids at age who've, who've yeah, exactly. played five times for the yeah. first team. I mean, he's, but, but we need more. He he's a he is a positive because I know we're talking about it in in the chat and that on Saturday, and a few lads are a bit sort of like disappointing his performance. But I just felt it's the end product, isn't it? The, the end the product, yeah. But he's he's at least he's getting into advanced areas. He's Giving defenders something to do, he's giving defenders something to think about, and if you do that enough, eventually you'll break them. And and you know the the issue we've had before is people not doing that enough. And like I bet you, if you, again I mentioned before about touches in the box, I bet you, like since Johnson came in, the football has been generally poorer than under Parkinson, in my opinion. Um, but, I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say it better there. No, and I was no. going to say. Do you think <laughs> but, so? Was, uh, in terms yeah, of in terms of right, in terms of touches in the box and stuff like that, I bet you those stats are way higher than when, than under Parkinson. Yeah. So, do you think it has not going to affect them because Parkinson was you know it wasn't like that? And I, I agree. I think being brutally honest at the minute, and you've got to expect that Johnson needs time. We played better. Football under the previous manager in Hall this and the Hall this season, you're right, and I think we those stats will be interesting to look at. We certainly must be getting more touches in the box, but do you think it's this reluctance to shoot and this reluctance to just play the right killer ball at the same time? Maybe that will take time for the players to to get used to that. Diamond was a was a perfect example of that when he decided not to shoot yeah. in the first yeah, half on weird. Saturday. Is, is that is that is that is that is that a you know, um, a long-term effect from from the previous manager, perhaps. Might, are those the kind be. of things? That, are those the kind of things that will take time? It, it could be, but I also I think I think one of the biggest problems, and we'll probably all agree, is I, I do I think there's an ability 
like deficiency there. I, I just don't think, certainly not in the centre of midfield. I just don't think the squad is very good, um, and I think, um, and I, I think from an attacking perspective, we are we really seem quite limited in. We've we've got like tech, some technically good footballers who are slow in the likes of McGeady and Maguire, and then we've got some fast players who are a bit erratic and they say like Diamond and stuff. And I think it just—I mean, at the minute, it's all falling on White, and he's he's doing he's doing his job sort of thing. But they they need he's sort of having one one game on and one game off White yeah. at the moment, isn't he? Well, he's, know, he's a league he's, one, you know, he's a league one striker, but he scored with fourteen goals. It's a league yeah. one, yeah, 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 yeah. I think in it's league one consistency, of course. Yeah, I think in mitigation. Um, a, a point that kind of gets forgotten, and we again we talked about this in the group over the weekend, is that like human gooch for us are like big attacking outlets, and both of them are injured at the minute, which doesn't doesn't help matters. And I'm not I'm not saying that means that like the way we've been playing isn't a concern, but they are those two especially I think are big misses for us, um, and I think maybe you know when we get when we get them back we might see. See a bit more from an attacking sense, but truthfully, my what I would hope this week is that we go out and sign. Well, I'd like us to, to sign two. I'd like us to sign a striker, but primarily, I'd like us to sign like an attacking mm. midfielder. I, I, yeah. And, and again, ball. if the manager was, if, the, if if I feel like since Honeyman left, we haven't had one, and we, we've been linked <laughs> with them, and we've just never ended up getting one. And I feel like that's kind of that's what we really need. Like Maguire, Maguire, when he can come on and do it. It's great, but he, he doesn't do it often enough. He's doing it even less as like time goes on. Do you not think, though, in terms of so in ter- in terms of the options we've got, though, and if we're going to bring two players in, we can't bring in an attacking midfielder. We have to bring a left back in, and we have if we in a striker. Well, yeah, but that's and I would say I would say we've probably got this, this month, or not? But if we get, we've got all nine there, and I would be yeah. more inclined to take that risk and say, right, you go and play as the. If you're playing a three, you go and play. Actually, if you're going to play, in you're going to play in midfield, because we've we've seen from him whatever you ask him to do, he'll have a yeah. really good go at it, and it's not like mid. He, he signed as a midfielder, you know, and he's played. He's played all. He's played like. Is a ten for us, and in that game against was it uh, MK Dons where he scored? Mm. Um, he's played obviously right back, centre back, centre midfield, left back, and he always does a respectable job. Obviously, he's going to make more mistakes in certain areas um, because obviously the, the you know understanding the role and things like that. But you know he's a midfield he's a midfielder by trade and like. In my opinion, like if you're looking for somebody to add, inject some energy and some quality, and somebody who's going to arrive in the box at the right times, I think O9 can do that for us. And I wouldn't be looking if I if we go only bring in a couple of players, we absolutely need to bring in a left back because who? Like Gareth just <laughs> collapsed. <laughs> Don't know what happened there. Don't happen. That's how much he wants to bring in a left. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's falling off his chair. Yeah, we, we, I think you know <laughs> most people would make, would make that call now to say it's ready. This we're ready. It's time for 
or nine to be given that uh, yeah. advanced midfielder. Uh, jo- and Johnson would argue that, wouldn't he? If he, you know, if we we're going to criticise the performances in comparison to um, what they were like before he came, he would say, "Well, I haven't had Lyndon Gooch, I haven't had Denver Hume, I haven't had Luke or nine. Um, I've got no backup for significant backup for Charlie Wake." And and th- these are these these would be fair shouts. I feel yeah. as well. I think uh, to be fair, Gareth. I think that the. And Stephen, I think the point about O'Neill, um, truthfully, he's just one that because of where we played him for two years, like, I forget that he used to play there when he was at Wickham, sort of thing. And I think, I think that's a fair shout. I think um, he, he, as has been said, he does. He every time he's asked to do something, he does it to the best of his ability, and he and he, and he is decent in front of goal. He's, he's shown it before, so he might he might be the answer. And you're all right. Like there are the left backs. Are, Really pressing yeah, concern. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just going on the other side of the defence. I know it's shouldn't really criticise when we keep a clean sheet, but I found the selection of power at right back um, a little bit baffling on Saturday. I'm not really sure why why we're persevering with playing midfielders at fullback. I'd, I thought I'd, people liked him there. Thought that was a general consensus. I thought. I'm not the biggest fan. I, th- I thought it was really. I actually thought it was really poor. And where everyone was largely good in the first half, I thought he was one of the poorer ones. And I think I just think playing Sanderson there makes more sense. Now, somebody did say to me one of the mitigations might be that if then Sanderson gets injured or something, then we've really got no backup at centre half, which just seems. A, I can understand the logic, but by that logic, he's never going to play. Um, I just I find it a little bit odd that we're persevering with playing a midfielder at fullback. Well, that's a Sunderland way. Some <laughs> <laughs> plenty over the years. Um, he obviously knows the club. Hmm. Any any other performances that that stood out? Charlie White took his goal very well, and we were just touched on it there and said, uh, you know, inconsistency oh, is is League One thing, and he just but it seems to be very. <laughs> A massive contrast, doesn't it? He'd be like anonymous for one game. The ball just won't stick with him. That's not his game anyway. And then um, he'll go and score hat trick or they'll score great header like he did on Saturday. So we we you know we've we've had a go over his time here. So I think it's important just to keep hammering home when he, when he does deserve credit that we do it and acknowledge well, it. He was thinking with a move away, wasn't he? So it would be hilarious if like <laughs> after yeah. the two years or two and a half years of his time at the club, he. F- Finally, gets you know, hits you know, hits the straps and then disappears. Um, it would be very, yeah. very Sunderland, you know. But the, he can't. Mm. Yeah, sometimes he has poor games and can't get into the game. But like, you watch the Premier League and there's, you know, you have a game where you see, you know, Rashford can't get into the game. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean he's crap at that level. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, I think a big. I think a big problem with Wyke has been, um, under Parkinson certainly, if he he was really one of the only ones who was in the box, he was the only one who's getting on the end of the things, so if he doesn't score then it's unlikely that anyone's going to, whereas, not saying we've seen as much as we as would like to, but it does seem like this manager has a desire to get more people up, up around him. I think Aidan O'Brien's in, uh, yeah. has improved significantly since he's come in the side. Yeah, he, um, he doesn't look like the same player at all. And again, this almost feels like a, a new player. And I think Wyke's benefited from that as well. 
Um, he just bu- he buzzes around, doesn't we, he? Uh, that area. We've talked about it before, and like, it's a really kind of basic point to make. But if you've got more people occupying defenders, it's going to give Wyke a bit more of an opportunity himself to, instead of having three defenders around him or whatever, and that, if you've got a couple of other people up there. Um, and yeah, look, he, he took the goal. He took the goal really well, and then he goes and grounds the goalkeeper. Absolutely great! Had it? <laughs> it was. It was honestly, you, you, I think yeah. that's the other frustrating thing. He does some of the hard stuff really well, like his goals at uh, Wimbledon the other week. They were three really good finishes, and then, and then like on Saturday, he rounds the goalkeeper and look at him where he's kind of stretching for it and that. But like, I don't know. Why he just didn't take a touch there. I, mean. I think he that's just I mean. he panicked, didn't he? That's what I mean. He panicked. I, he panicked. And I think that's. I what think it's you know well. he was he was trying to think oh quickly get a shot away while it's still an open goal wasn't he we, we, you know and it's easy for us to say you know his speed of thought playing football is a lot better than ours that's why he's a pro but that's obviously what he was thinking where actually if he just composed himself the keeper wasn't back it was just a couple of defenders yeah. so and we had players getting up in support so if he just took a touch and composed himself but we're being hypercritical I guess because he. Of the goal he did score, me, you know, it won us the game at, at the end of the day. Um, any, any, any final thoughts on the performance before we move on to whip switching to just the, the season going forward? Have we done it all right? About, Great um, tick. Bit, oh, well, on. I had a few comments about Bailey Wright. Um, okay. So um, he's all right, but sometimes he, I would agree with some of the. Small criticisms that some people have had of him, where he looks—he's a bit sloppy at times, and he gets—he does get exposed at times. Confident, confidence player, perhaps. Do we think? I think his—I think his distribution's poor. I think defensively, he's largely okay. Yeah, some of those diagonal, some of those diagonal balls yeah. frustrate you. Oh, they yeah. just aren't on times. And, and I think, to be, to be fair, there was that point in the first half where their lad ran through about three tackles, and he was one of them. But at, at the same time, we're talking about decent headers. I mean, if he hadn't got his head to that one towards the end of the first half, it's it's probably one one. You know, where he was like stretching backwards, and uh, yeah. I, I think I think he does it all right. I, th- I think I think one of the one of the things with him is um, there was obviously that record of like what was it like seven clean sheets in his first eight games or something like that, and I think. People sometimes maybe overestimate what we've signed, and actually, at the end of the day, if he was like this unbelievable, amazing defender, and that he's probably not, he's probably getting his game in the championship and not dropping down a level. But I, I think he's fine, largely. Mm, yeah, confidence player, perhaps. I think um, when we're defending well and, and, and looking really strong on that front, he really sort of sticks his chest out and gets involved. And I think we've been conceding some poor goals, and he. You're a little bit nervous. It's interesting though, because you know, I know we're going to move on, you know, but some of the sticks here Flanagan will get when generally he doesn't do an awful lot wrong. I would say that Wright's probably a bit more prone to dodgy moments in games. I've got about Flanagan. Um, He's got broken toes, so he probably yeah. won't be around. And how would you feel, say, you know, about Sanderson and, and Willis together as a partnership? I think, you know, I know that Sanderson's not left-footed, but 
You know, but okay, we're picking holes a bit here because defensively we've been generally pretty good. So it seems unfair. I'm not singling out. It's just a few people tweeted in about Bailey Wright and opinions. So I just thought it was worth mentioning. Right, we'll have a quick break and then we'll do a quick um, roundup on the Ipswich game that we are playing tomorrow night, of course, and just, you know, where Sunderland can go from here. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Gareth, Q, Q you. Well, what I was going to say is, <laughs> if it was somebody's birthday... An ideal gift would be a gift from from the terrace, and it will be, and it will be somebody's birthday. Do you know whose birthday it is? It's always somebody's birthday. Chris Blythe's birthday. Oh, seamless. So seamless segue. Happy birthday to to Chris, and thanks for your support for the pod, and thanks for providing not only us, but with a just. Everybody in the world technically could buy something from from the terrace if they the general to. public. Just the general mm. public, just the worldwide he's done public. A, he's done a, pa- a pandemic service for he the has. public. Um, so you know, get yourself over to from the terraces uh, UK um, and use clothes for all seasons, yeah. terrace wear for all seasons. Use the code WMS10 um, to get ten percent off your basket. That one's for Rory and Matt. Also, <laughs> listen to the, the From the Terraces podcast um, if you've got if you've run out of anything else to listen to. <laughs> yeah, and you're absolutely desperate to find desperate. something. You've, you've yeah. done all the content for the week. Yeah, if you've done all the podcast content for the week. Yeah. I mean, people, if you if you regularly listen to the Wise Men Say podcast, you listen to them twice a week mainly. So, can you? I mean, sometimes it is a little bit of a struggle to deal with them on a daily basis well, and they're, they my, they're our friends say, we have had people who say that they um, they sometimes turn off the Thursday pod <laughs> so if, if you do feel like that maybe maybe <laughs> give from the terraces a go instead because I'm sure they can't be as stupid on that as they are on the Thursday oh, do you well, reckon the up the stakes of anything right yeah, yeah, yeah. it's full blown Um. Ipswich Tuesday. Uh, I'm right in thinking they haven't beaten anybody in the top seven. Uh, not a not a happy place at the moment. Um, their fans oh. seem to be, to be very despondent. Um, yeah. Lambert's like it wouldn't be like Sunderland to capitalise on something like that. <laughs> Lambert's fully blaming. Um, so um, do we? Fully blaming, isn't he? The uh, the fans there, even though there's no fans at the game. And he used to manage it's Norwich, that. and he got like That's a insane. double promotion with Norwich. It's just like, I mean, 
you were always going to be on slightly dodgy yeah. ground unless you delivered. And now you know they've had yeah. eradication, and especially because he, you know, his reputation was on the way down when he went there. It's not like you know he was seen as his young up and coming manager, wasn't he? And he got the Villa job off the back of what he did at Norwich, <laughs> and then he's just been very, very average since then, and managed, has a reputation as a dull Stoke football in the Premier League yeah. before he went to Ipswich. I mean, that is. That is mad. Um, that's well, he got them relegated. <laughs> yeah, no, but like he was so... managing in the Premier League. Um, but yeah, he hasn't. It hasn't gone. Hasn't gone well for them. Our record against them since we've come yeah. down is pretty good. We haven't lost them, have we? Can you think? It. Can you can you think of Ipswich away though without thinking of that Jason oh, Steele Jason performance? Steele cap pounce. I mm. Try to put that out of mind. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it wouldn't be like Sunderland to capitalise on this. Can Sunderland, can it, Sunderland capitalise on it? Um, yes, they should be able to. Like you see, I mean, they're they're in a bit of bit of. T- I feel like every time we play them, like they're not happy, which they probably feel the same about us. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, there's no reason not to. And like I know, um, oddly, um, because we've got such toxic fans, it's our home fan home uh, form, which is terrible, but. We're pretty good on the road. I think are we still the only club in the? Um, sorry, are we the only football club in the four divisions not to have lost away this season? Is that right? No, yeah, we I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's um, in the uh, four divisions, but obviously we definitely haven't lost away from home this season. Yeah, we haven't lost, and and as much as like it makes makes you wonder like how much does home advantage really matter in the current. Situation, I think, yeah. I mean, I don't see, I don't see why not. They're not. I mean, once just like last season, I expected them to be probably in the automatic promotion spots, and the and the not, and the vibe around them isn't particularly great. So I, I don't really, I don't really see why not. And I think actually, if we were to win tomorrow night, it, it's it's quite a big result for us because we have, as we've all spoken about, we've really struggled to put together a run of results. It doesn't. Like not not necessarily performances, but a run of results, and I think tomorrow night would be a very good place to start. Um, and and yeah, I mean, I think it it would be nice to see a, a good performance. Not least because if people listening didn't already know, it is on Sky again. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be an interesting one. I think it. My concern with us is that for quite a while now we've looked very much like pretty much a mid-table average League One side that might sneak into the playoffs or will end up just outside. And and I think games like tomorrow night are probably going to be pretty telling as to which way it goes. But if you see, on that though, if you if you apply that logic, our form against those teams at the top of the table, we lost to Portsmouth. But we've like we've we unbeaten against everyone else. We've beaten yeah, we beat Lincoln, really we beat Peterborough, really we beat Ipswich. <laughs> um, you know, we we drew with Donk after they scored a last minute equaliser. Uh, obviously drew with Hull. Um so you know the the opportun the opportunities will be the well, it is there tomorrow. I mean, it's disappointing the Plymouth game and what happened, but yeah, yeah. 
you know, the, so frustrated. I was so angry after we've won. We've won two, two so out of the three. If we win, if we win on, if we win on, if we win tomorrow night, we've won three and four. I mean, I thought nine from twelve yeah. isn't a bad, isn't a bad return. So no, it it's not. And I, I but I think I think that is why those results are so frustrating. Just because over the last two and a half seasons, we've seen it. We've seen it all too often. Every time we've had like an opportunity. To like put something together, and I mean, really, the only the only time where we've actually kind of stormed it was after Christmas last year. Obviously, when everyone wanted Parkinson to go, and we went on that really good run. But then, even after that, we went. We had those last four games before the pandemic hit, and it's just it it's putting the results together consistently. That's that's been a massive problem for us ever since we came down, and, and I think that's why um, that's why tomorrow night feels like a really big game. Obviously, uh, Stephen's youngest is under a lot of stress about tomorrow. Yeah, well, I was, I was trying not to mention and, that. Well, the baby's can, crying, and I'm not going to go back and edit it out, so I haven't got time to do that. I'm making a risotto, and I, cross, I haven't got a clue what I've just said to be honest. Yeah, it's distracted by the <laughs> child. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. Well, because Claire's back at work now, see, so the baby's just been dropped off. To be dropped time, off. So she's made us. By the store. She's made an induction. Well, yeah, I was by the support bubble. Um, very difficult, you know, school, homeschooling kids, and thousands of children. I was going to say, I'm trying, to do, like 20 of them. trying yeah. to do your full time job, you know. Not that, I, not that I'm patting myself on the back, but uh, <laughs> massive handprint on, on, on it right now. Um, Look, this happened before. You know, Roy Keane. I think at this time of year was about ninth for Sunderland. Mick McCarthy, when he finished third with Sunderland, was as low as seventh in the division as late as March. Um, Peter Reid was around seventh for Sunderland when he won the league the first time round. So, you know, I, I know sometimes like I felt like the world was going to end after the after the Plymouth result. Um, but while first and second now might be a bit. A bit of a stretch. Sunderland can't go on a run, and and oh, and, it, and and and, and we, we need to start winning. We need to put a run together, don't not, we? And if, and if we can't it. do it, if we inevitably if we if we inevitably lose at home to Plymouth, who hadn't won away game all season, which we kind of all knew would happen, going to someone like Ipswich and turn them over would be a great start or great continuation from the weekend. Well, that's the thing. I'm like, like I just said there, like we aren't that far off because quite frankly the league is really poor and like I see as we saw last last year at Christmas we were 15th and by the time we got the middle of February we were 4th 4th or 5th I think we were 4th and and it shows that you can put it together it's just it's putting it it's, it's sustaining it and I, and I think like we've, we've said on here we've got players who are going to hopefully come back from injury before the before there's too much of the season gone and, and that'll that'll make a difference as well it's just the what really hammered us for two and a half years has been like the inconsistency and the chucking away that like drawn so many games. Like we've still only lost four games a season, but it feels like a lot more because because we've chucked so many wins away in, in the like one one draws. And it's um obviously there's like there's no time like the present. Um it's just it's just a case of actually going and doing it. And I think to possibly play an Ipswich isn't with them being in a bit of turmoil as well. It's not the worst. It's not the worst thing because, like what you said before, there, Gareth, we've kind of have struggled 
not so much against the top team. We've struggled against teams that we shouldn't really be struggling against, and it's as if there's a bit of a weight of expectation or something. Now, for all they are in a bit of trouble, like Ipswich will be expecting to win that game tomorrow night. So if, if they come out and play, a bit like what Lincoln did, um, there should be opportunities Shame their fans aren't there, actually. Because it would have been exactly. good. You know, would have put, there would have been pressure against them, wouldn't it? I don't think they're a team that could We went and gone early, early football in the game. I don't think they're a team who'll come out the play. All right. Q, Q first minute goal on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to end it, Stephen? Because uh, you seem to be having uh, complications. That would be great, thanks, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is anybody else got anything else to add? No? Absolutely brilliant. Right. The reaction, we'll be back with um, either a reaction or just a Thursday pod. Is that what you think, is it? Right. Right. Washing machine one week, baby the next week. As always, (laughs) thanks for listening. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.